0: Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Today my featured guest is Ethan Bull. What a great name. Ethan Bull. We were just talking about that and he is the co-founder of ProAssisting.com, ProAssisting.com. It's not what you think. It's not a virtual assistant agency. It's something more. Are you ready for this? but we're gonna hear his story. How did he build this into a seven-figure business startup nation? Listen, you're there. You're like struggling to do it yourself. You're like waiting for that secret hack, for that tip, for that strategy, for that blueprint that you could just cut and paste into your business and it's like a lottery ticket. Well, Ethan and I have bad news for you. It doesn't exist. What does exist is hard work and getting clear on what you actually want and creating that vision around it and then being so passionate about what you really want that you go out and tell everyone in the world about it and a few people go, hey, I want to help you. And the rest go, you're crazy, get away from me. Like it's got to be that polarizing. So here we go. Ethan Bull, you know, he's like... uh, Little did he know, I'm going to read straight from your bio, little did he know it, but the foundation of Ethan's service-based mindset, a great foundation for being an executive assistant, was formed after his father, after his father bought a restaurant in their hometown. Through working for his, working for his father, from busboy all the way up to assistant manager, Ethan learned the importance of hospitality without even realizing it. All right. So we're going to talk about hospitality today. We're going to talk about what he does with pro assisting, but I really want to hear his story. Okay. Because he's working as he just described in a female dominated industry of executive assistants. What's that like for a dude, right? Like I want to know that. Don't you want to know that? And then how does, how did he like, not just survive in it, but actually thrive in it. So he's in business with his wife. I'm sure she had a, a big hand in all this. Uh, he's a graduate of Bentley University. Ethan spends his time outside the office with his wife, Stephanie, sons Wyatt and Henry, and their dog, Sadie. He also enjoys playing music, skiing, hitting the links, and toiling away at the next great American novel. You know, sometimes, Ethan, when I read these bios, I feel like I'm reading a dating profile. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, Ethan Bull. Welcome to your first 100K top 100 podcast in entrepreneurship. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you?
1: Hey, Joseph. Well, I should that. say
0: dating pro profile.
1: Yeah, my dating profile. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I thought I thought we did pretty good on the bio. No, it really feels like a dating profile. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry it was just that last paragraph <laughs> I enjoy long walks off short piers yeah you know, I know, I know. Like... Checking all the boxes <laughs> um,
1: yeah no I mean I'm a pretty open book um i I would say that uh you know working for my dad um, entrepreneurship has always been front of mind for me um, and when I graduated college I ended up getting into the entertainment industry and that's kind of a proving ground for yourself in the executive assistant seat to then move up from within. It's one of that, those few industries that really focuses on that. And that's kind of where my experience started. And then you roll over 10 years from now and you're like, oh my God, I have a career. Um, <laughs> that's kind of how it happened. Uh, I was definitely leveraging my role as an executive assistant to pay the bills so I could chase my dreams outside of the office, both in film and in music. Uh, and I, I lived in New York city 20 years, so that got us to kind of meeting my wife and then, and where we are today and with, with this, uh, with this business that we have. So, um, why don't you kind of, what, 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 what piques your interest out of that? And, uh, I will, I will definitely expand.
0: (laughs) Let's go, man. Before we get into your story, take a minute and share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. It's kind of an icebreaker.
1: I'm a published graphic novelist.
0: Let's go. All right. Yeah, that's cool. That's a nice interest on the side. All right, Uh, let's get into it. So you get into this business, right? And in the entertainment industry, you're in New York City, you're trying to find your way, make it. So you become an executive assistant for these individuals, right? You start, I'm guessing, working your way up at what point did you say, hey, I want to go out and do this as a profession. I want to start a business around this. I have no idea what I'm doing per se, but I think I can do this. Like, that's a lot of risk.
1: It is. Um, I Well, it's what's interesting is Pro Assisting, our business, actually started in 2009, uh, where uh, my wife and I created a training program for recent college graduates with say a history degree don't know what they want to do but maybe they have an interest in fashion so they can sign up for our course which we recorded in the closet of our apartment in new york city and um learn how to be in an, an executive or administrative assistant really quickly uh, get a job in that fashion industry um, prove themselves from within and get promoted uh that business ran from 2009 to 2017 or into 18 and and in 2018 we pivoted to our fractional remote executive assistant support service company which we have today Um, so i guess that shows that i was always entrepreneurial wanting to take both mine and stephanie's expertise and create a side hustle out of it and in 2009 2010 Um, the tools on the internet were finally getting to a point where it made that possible Mm -hmm. and running that business was great, but it never got to the point where we could do it full time. And, um, and then in 20 beginning of 2018, I got let go from my previous role. And, uh, fortunately my former boss gave me an amazing severance package And that gave us the push kind of to really the next day, start calling ad agencies about transitioning the brand pro assisting, uh, from what it was, which was a training program into what it is now. And, um, I will say though that in 2017, my wife did gain a client, um, as she was home, taking care of the kids. And that really started us on the deep dive in the space. Mm -hmm. And, and we saw a gap and, and that's the, we made that transition to fill that gap.
0: You know, what I really like is that you took all the hard work of trying to be an executive assistant yourself and try to make it in that industry, what you learned, what worked, what didn't work, you put all that into a course and you said, Hey, let's offer this to other people so that we could save them from a lot of pain, right? That they don't have to go through. Um, and it sounds so simple, right? When you hear someone say, Oh yeah, I just took all of this, five years of hard work and I packaged it and I sold it and it worked. Yeah, it was pretty cool. You know, and 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 then meanwhile we're over here like I'm trying to do it and it's not working. What am I doing wrong? What advice do you have for that listener right now?
1: I guess I would I would look at what you're trying to do and are there other things out there that are making money doing that? Uh, a lot of people look at that as competition and bad, but it's actually a really positive indicator. So if you are offering something in a training way, are there other people doing it? If so, are they running ads? Are they, do they have a large following on social media? All of that takes time to get up to, but at least it's a positive indicator that, that there are people out there spending money on it. And that is kind of a huge indicator of, of an opportunity.
0: Okay. Got it. So don't be threatened by others in the space, but use that as an indicator to let you know, Hey, this is a proven space. People are making money here. I can too, and then put your spin on it, right? What makes you unique in your personality and your delivery style? right you can provide the exact same services as your competitors just do it differently do it your way and and find what what like you hate about your industry find what you hate about how it's being delivered like we were speaking about a mutual friend before we came on and that's how he presented himself to you before you engaged him he's like i hate pr i hate the pr industry and he's in it right and that's what he was offering you But he said, because I hated it, I went and I changed this, 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 and this. And now I offer this. Do you want it? And you're like, oh, my gosh, that's exactly what we hate. I want that. Go ahead.
1: No, I mean, that's our story. Um, You know, we, Stephanie and I were were doing our roles at such a high level, you know, sitting in the offices, C-suite offices of billion-dollar companies uh, that, our role as an executive assistant is really all encompassing and you're talking well into six figures, compensation, 24, seven mentality, the breadth of areas of a principal's life that you hit is just really wide. And when she gained that client, after we moved out of New York city in a part-time remote basis, there were a couple things that went off in our head. One, that it was possible to do what we do remotely. And two, that there were people out there who were actually looking for what we do, didn't need full time, and didn't need in the office. Um, and that's when we turned and looked at the virtual assistant space. And I'm not going to say that I hate virtual assistant companies. No, I really think there's a par- a space for them. But I do get a little dif- not defensive, but. Um,
0: there's parts of the think, industry that you could hate, right? Like, what parts yeah, do I you just, hate?
1: I don't like I don't like a company charging a client fifty dollars an hour and paying their assistant twenty to do the work. Um, I think it devalues the role of the assistant in the eyes of the assistant themselves. Like, I'm only worth twenty dollars an hour, and and yet they're charging fifty, mm-hmm. um, and the client thinks they're paying $50 an hour for their assistant. And they're thinking, oh, this is an assistant who would make $100,000 or more out in the real world when in fact they're dealing with someone who is only making $20 an hour. And that person most likely doesn't have that career-based experience at Mm -hmm. that level um, of 100,000 or higher because those assistants would not work for $20 an hour. So. So that lack of
0: transparency, like you, you don't like that.
1: Right. I mean, on our website, we're very straightforward. 80% of our retainers go to our assistants and that allows them to get compensated what they're worth. And we have, I feel the best team of remote executive assistant support on any remote support company out there. And all you have to do is scroll through their LinkedIn profiles to see that.
0: All right. So that's, that's a powerful lesson startup nation right like just transparency is there something in your industry where your competitors are not being transparent about right and uh they're kind of like pulling the wool over the eyes of the client the client thinks they're getting a higher quality product or service but they're actually not and maybe you can just be honest about it offer the same thing and because you're being honest you're going to attract clients that are like man these people they say 80 percent retainer goes to You know, the person that's doing the work for me. Okay, that's cool. 20% is fair. I don't mind paying the agency 20%. But, like, I'm glad they're just open and honest about it. Like, that's huge. Sometimes that's, like, the deciding factor for someone. It's like, you know, all of you are lying to me, and you're not. You right there. I want you.
1: Yeah. What else
0: do you dislike about your industry?
1: Well, I, you know, um a lot of them force their assistants or or their are their assistants are forced to take on 8 10, 12 clients a month because they're not making enough money with a smaller number of clients and providing great assistant support to mm-hmm. 8 12 15 people or 8 10 12 people a month is not i I, I don't I just don't know how they do it You know we base ours on a three to one executive to assistant ratio meaning the maximum number of clients an assistant of ours has is three and when they have three clients they're making seventy two hundred a month which is eighty six thousand four hundred a year i mean they're really being compensated appropriately for what they're doing and it's been great it's it's been very a lot of pride for us in that we've been able to take over 80 assistants from working at companies some of them making, you know, 60 65 70 75,000 a year and transition them to working for clients and they're making more money and they they feel better about their work, they're creating their own little business under our umbrella and um, that's been hugely gratifying for us and and you know especially when we crossed the uh, the seven figure mark of how much we're passing on to our assistants and um, and that, that leads to long-term relationships between mm-hmm. assistant and client. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's an amazing thing too. So we have clients who've been with us longer than five years. Um, so it, we saw that gap in the market. Yeah. We took our experience, transitioned it into a service that we filled up with ourselves first with clients, and mm-hmm. then we transitioned it to an agency where we kept it going by connecting great assistants who we, who we know in our heart of hearts have that experience with clients, making sure they both know the rules of the road and letting them work. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's a common theme to get to your first six figures is to really leverage your career experience, but also tertiary experience. You know, what did your parents do? You know, if you lived and your dad was a mechanic, you probably know a ton more about cars than I do, and you may not connect that knowledge with value. Whereas if I come across an executive assistant and she has a dad who was a mechanic and she grew up in the shop with him, I would say you need to niche down into mechanic shops modernize their scheduling system their back office their bookkeeping modernize the way that they present themselves online and and charge them you know 2500 a month and get four of them and you're in six figures um and you can talk the talk because you grew up in a garage um so really kind of uncovering those you know disparate experiences and, and making connections. Um, so it, it's, it's kind of the tried and true way to get to six figures is to take what you were doing for someone else, do it for yourself and come up with systems and processes to expand that beyond and, 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 and go further. And, um, you know, once you make that transition, then it's about getting yourself out of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it takes, as you said, hard work, patience, and consistency. Um, And there is something about when you get that first dollar from a client that is so much better than getting a paycheck, a pay stub every two weeks. And it really enforces yourself in terms of, I got to do this work now. So, um, and it's not for everyone, but if you're looking to pave your own path, you know, services is really the easiest way to do it and be in the black from day one.
0: I think you made some powerful points here for sure. You know, it's just the way you guys approach that. And just asking me, asking you those two questions, like twice, like what do you absolutely hate about your industry coming into it? And then like, what do you really, what else do you really dislike about it? And just asking those twice, that same question twice, you like, zeroed right into huge opportunity like right there. And you said, yeah, we just created transparency because we didn't like the way it was kind of like this one didn't know how much this one was paying and getting and receiving and was undervaluing them. So we just cleared it up fully transparent. They love it. Right. And then like just that they can make so much more money and narrow down like a boutique assistant, right? Only three different clients. Well, the service that they're going to provide is so much better than if they're working for 13 or 30 different clients where they're just like, ah, I just got to finish this project for them and fill this calendar because I got this one and this one and this one still to go. And the, the quality of service is just going to depreciate rapidly. So right there, you maintain this level of standard. There's less stress for the, the uh, you know, executive assistants that you work with. Like this is a winning formula. Startup Nation, you may not be in this business, but these lessons apply to your business. So how do you do that for your business? What do you absolutely hate about your industry, the way it's run right now, the way your, your competitors present it, what they offer? What do you hate? What do you disagree with? What do you dislike? And right there, you have gold. And now just go fix that thing. Well, those two things. We just spoke about two things. And right there, those two things is a six-figure business. Right? And there's probably three things or five things that you hate. There's more. All right. Ethan, this is good, man. Powerful stuff. All right. What's been your number one marketing strategy, brother? People are always struggling with marketing. Like, how do I get in front of my ideal people? What's really worked for you guys?
1: We've done a lot of different things. Uh, I mean, initially, we you know, when we first launched in 2018, we spent $6,000, which was a huge amount of money for us at that point, um, for um, five phone calls over the course of three months. So $6,000 for, for 15 phone calls over three months. And those three months landed us two clients one of whom is still with us today and i calculated the return on investment recently and it's the revenue generated from those two clients is approaching four hundred thousand dollars um and that you know so that was a shot in the dark we we connected with a company and we got lucky could we have gotten zero clients we could have um the other thing is depending on um what industry you're in, it's meeting that industry where they are. So LinkedIn is good for a lot of businesses, but if you're looking at the consumer, well, maybe TikTok is your, is your way to go or Instagram, Um, understanding where your customers are and meeting them where they are. The other thing is, um, especially when you're starting out, getting to that first six figures, is being able to say, you're getting me. You're not getting an independent contractor. You're not getting an employee. I am going to do the work. That's very powerful in terms of having a potential sales conversation with someone. And um, we stress that with our assistants. Uh, It is kind of a magic bullet because they are looking at your profile or your resume. They're looking at your your website, they're looking at you, they're having that conversation. So it's about encouraging those conversations where your potential clients or customers are, meeting them where they are, and having a strong value proposition that makes sense for everyone. And it's, you know, um, you know, and and you gotta put yourself out there and you gotta have a lot of conversations. And that's where the, the work that you were speaking of comes in. And a lot of people don't have that mindset of, it's okay if this person doesn't have, buy what I'm selling, but the least, the, the least amount I'm going to get is practice. I'm gonna hear where they turn themselves off. I'm gonna hear what got them excited. I'm going to practice my own um, delivery of what I do and how I do it and why I do it. And, uh, you need those reps, uh, in the beginning. You really do.
0: I agree completely. When I first started my men's coaching, this is full transparency here. Um, you know, I went the soft route with guys, you know, who are like making a lot of money and then they're failing their families. Right. And they're like, oh no, everything's okay. I think it's going to work itself out. And I'm just like, bro, are you sure? You know? And I would just accept their excuses. You sure you don't want to move forward, even though your wife just threatened to divorce you? Are you sure you don't want help here? No, no, I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm good, right? So I tried the soft approach, learned really quickly. That doesn't work. I'd lose them and in any chance of helping them. So then I went to the other extreme and I went the hard approach and I was like, listen, you mother effer, can't you see your wife's about to leave you? Like, do you really want that? Well, I mean, you're kind of expensive. Yeah, how much are you going to lose in this divorce? Let's run the numbers, right? Like, and I just came in too hard. And that was too off-putting to a lot of these guys because they're very successful guys and they didn't want to be yelled at, right? Right. And then I found my middle, which is to punch them in the throat with truth and reality and get the pain and then catch them before they fall and give water to them and hydrate them and say, bro, I'm here with you. Let's do it together. Let's create that life together and find that sweet spot, but I would have never had that if I didn't practice being a wuss and a people pleaser with a lot of guys and it not working, and then being a drill sergeant with a few more guys and it not working, right? And I had to suck at it a lot, and it was hard, and it was disappointing to get off those sales conversations and go, I should have did it different. Why did I say it like that? But that's the practice, that's the reps Ethan is talking about. So Startup Nation, if you find yourself in either one of those extremes where I was, it's okay. You're on your journey. Find your middle. Find what works for you. Find your middle, right? What's authentic to you. All right, Ethan, um, before we get into the hustle round here, I want to ask you, like, you know, outside of business, right? You're a guy. You're a man. Like, what do you do? Um, what's your number one success habit, right? For staying motivated, for staying grounded, peaceful, calm with all the stress, right? In your life. Like, what do you do?
1: Stephanie and I have really open, honest communication style that goes back to when we were in New York city and she was making like four times the amount of money I was making and, um, we had this huge mortgage and a big part of her compensation was based on bonus because she worked in high finance and there was a lot of stress in the relationship because I didn't feel like I was pulling my weight because I'm an executive assistant. She's an executive assistant as well, but working in high finance, making four times the amount of money I'm making and she felt stressed like, Oh my God, if I don't make this bonus, we're going to lose the apartment and mm. all of that. It forced us to be really honest really quickly around finances, and how that how that was in our relationship. And, um, and then through that, creating a sense of self awareness, when I am feeling that stress around business. And and that's one of the things that is constant that I never knew, being on the other side as a W2 employee, when you're working for yourself, even when things are going great, there is still stress.
0: Yeah, just it's great stress. It's stress. great stress. And uh, it,
1: it it can be, it can yeah. be. Um, and I wouldn't trade it now. I don't want to trade it. I feel like we're unemployable now. But um, having the self-awareness to acknowledge when those feelings are coming up and being vulnerable enough to have that conversation with Stephanie and her doing the same with me, um, she actually just did it right before I got on this call. Even though life is fantastic, our business, knock on wood, is just hitting on all cylinders we're launching a new um aspect of our business which we're really excited about but still there's still that stress so i think being able to have open honest difficult conversations um along with the self-awareness to recognize when those feelings are coming up Hmm. uh, which honestly goes against the traditional idea of masculinity Hmm. and um
0: Keep it yeah. all inside, press it down, press yeah. it down.
1: Yeah, yeah. But just having that conversation before you go to bed helps you sleep better, wake up with a better perspective. And um, yeah, it's something we lean into a lot. And, and our communication um, through running this business was built on, on those early years.
0: I've done hundreds of shows over the last five years, hundreds of interviews. You're the first guest when I asked this question or anything similar to it. Like, what's your success habit? You're number one. Most people say, oh, meditation, you know, I work out all these things. You're the first one to ever say, you know, I really practice communicating well with my wife and bringing my stress there and just being open and honest about it in my marriage, like bro, well done. Thanks seriously well well done
1: we were talking about this earlier i'm a i'm a male executive assistant i'm you know from my whole career i was surrounded by females um and you know and and i was acting in new york city and you know you got to reach for some of those emotions and whatnot and open yourself up but um yeah you know scott galloway i think says it really really well where he talks about how masculinity is actually giving an open hand to someone in need that's mm-hmm. true masculinity um and in in you know putting a twist on it um in in kind of going against the grain in terms of what the traditional definition of masculinity is yeah uh and it it also helps that both stephanie and i are in the business so um but yeah no it's pretty I, cool I, that's that's where we're at man
0: it's awesome man and giving an open heart to your wife and kids right like as a man like it's not easy to do but once you do it it it's freeing all right let's get into our favorite part of the show the hustle round i'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions you'll have about three seconds to answer each don't overthink it it's just for fun it's like a game show without the prizes you ready
1: yeah i'll give it a go
0: let's go what's your favorite thing about running this business and doing it by yourself right being an entrepreneur
1: helping our partner executive assistants see their value and uh, move forward with their own business. It's
0: awesome. What's your least favorite thing?
1: Dealing with clients who want to not pay us when they do, when they are, they're obligated to. Um, it doesn't happen very often, but it does. And obviously that's, you know, a, a difficult conversation that needs to be had. And sometimes they just avoid, avoid, avoid. And, you know, we've gotten burned a couple of times, but it happens. Um, you Listen, know. I'm
0: from New York, so I got a guy. Okay.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I, <laughs> I got,
0: got a guy. Yeah, New York. <laughs> uh, I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently challenged with right now, either professionally or personally?
1: I think it's, I, even, even in our sixth year, it's still getting used to that inherent stress, even when the business is going well. Um, I think, I think that's it. Yeah, probably. Nice. And I I don't work out enough. I, I, I you know, let's I, go, you know, I got to work out more.
0: We were just talking about that getting shredded over 40, man. Let's go. It's going to make you a more powerful businessman. I'll tell you that. And husband and father, what are you most afraid of?
1: Tragedy, Losing my wife, losing my kids, me passing away from, you know, and not getting a chance to really squeeze everything there is for me and my family out of this trip around the sun that we take every year, Uh, (laughs) you know, that is, that is, you know, and, and I, I do fall into that stoic stoicism around contemplate death to kind of make you grateful for where you are. Um, and, and, but yeah, that's, that's my biggest fear.
0: Yeah. Seeing the finality and things, right. Yeah. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year?
1: I guess my wife would say I spent too much time playing golf. Um, (laughs) you know, um, I I guess, I guess other than that, it would be, I, again, I think we do, I think we're so open and honest with each other. Sometimes we do spend too much time worrying about things and not just saying in the present, we're good, you know? Um, but I don't know. It's a tough question.
0: (laughs) Got it. What secret fear do you have about people?
1: Secret fear that Mm -hmm. I have about people. Yeah. Um, But they don't follow through on what they say they're gonna do
0: it's ridiculous dude i know bunch of dodos i know what do you wish you had learned sooner in business
1: nothing is an overnight success
0: (laughs) nothing not even marriage come on what's the new habit you're going to create this year
1: um i think it goes back to exercise I, i i i can get on that those those stretches where i'm running six days a week and uh i uh, i'm hitting 50 in december and um you know summertime is tough because you know there are a lot of fun things to do but trying to i'm going to be carving that time out and getting back to there let's
0: go bro what's a bad habit you're gonna break
1: um trying not to go down rabbit holes on the internet And just waste stupid time. Stupid time,
0: man. Come on, stoic, finality. What are you doing? I know. Jeez. (laughs) Pick three words to describe who you are now.
1: Open, honest, and caring.
0: Let's go. Pick three words to describe who you were your first day in this business. Or your first year, I should say.
1: Terrified optimistic bullheaded
0: that was me my first year in marriage <laughs> 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 and last question if you could come back to life after you died ethan look at family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about true success in business and life what would you say to them
1: This is something we say to our kids all the time. It's the secret to life is meeting all of your responsibilities while having as much fun as possible.
0: Okay, got it. Homework assignment. What homework assignment do you wanna give to Startup Nation right now? What's that action they must take? Move all the excuses out of the way and take that one action this week. What are you challenging them with?
1: Before you start a business, make sure you have your personal finances in order, know your monthly expenditures down to the penny and, um, understand where your good debt and bad debt are and how to get out of the bad debt. Um, that there, there is a lot of planning work that people can go through, um, before they make the jump, especially if they currently have a role and, um, understanding where you are from a personal financial perspective, I think is really important because it makes the transition so much easier. For sure.
0: Okay. Startup nation. Did you love this episode with Ethan bull? If you did go write a honest review, about Ethan. Okay, you could do that at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher.com, or First100K.com. First100K.com. If we like what you write, we'll give you a live shout out on the show, which I'm about to do right now for Dr. Doreen Rivers. She was actually a former guest on the show, and she wrote, great stuff even for xx so those are the xx chromosomes she's saying for females because she's a wisecracker all right she said i am a first-time listener to your first 100k and as a female as an xx species i wasn't sure what to expect or if it would uh, resonate with me i was blown away with at the caliber of the guest elevated discussions and extremely useful takeaways of applicable information I will recommend this podcast to all my friends, including women, because this information and life lessons are for all of us. Thank you, Dr. Doreen, for your five-star review. Startup Nation, go write yours now if you haven't. Please do that for Ethan. Ethan, where do we find out more about you, uh, get involved with you? Maybe there's someone in my audience that wants to be an executive assistant. Maybe there's someone in my audience that wants to hire an executive assistant, a pro assistant. What do you got for them? Where do they go?
1: Our main website is proassisting.com. There you can also get access to um, the book page, which talks about the book that we wrote. Uh, And I'm really active on LinkedIn under Ethan Bull uh, and would love to connect there. Uh, You could also schedule a free consultation on proassisting.com.
0: There you go, Ethan Bull. Thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir.